it now. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Work From Home Nomad podcast. My name is Wilson and I'm joined today by Mateus. I met Mateus, uh, I wanna say October, 2020. So it's been almost two years. And Mateus is Brazilian. He is from, <clears throat> help me out here, Belo Horizonte. Yeah. Minero, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've like totally totally forgotten all my, uh, my Brazil. <laughs> Welcome to the one one. and a half so i'm like losing all of it but um, good, yeah so today on today's podcast i'd like to talk about brazil international tourism in brazil why is it so underrated why is it so underappreciated uh mateus reached out to me two months ago because it, it's kind of interesting i met mateus during my first week in brazil brazil part one as i like to call it uh and i was very new to brazil Rio de Janeiro, Sao Paulo, Florianopolis. Those were the only places I knew about Brazil. Uh, And then I spent six months in Brazil. And then for part two, I spent an additional three months. And so Mateus has seen, I guess I'd like to call it my evolution uh, in Brazil. It's like, who is this guy? (laughs) But uh, anyways, Mateus wanted to reach out to me a couple months ago because he noticed um, how I've really I guess, immersed myself into that Brazilian culture, been to really specific places. uh, And he feels really passionate about the subject too. Um, So that's why we're having this podcast. Uh, Thanks so much for being on, Mateus. Would you mind introducing yourself to the listeners? Absolutely, Will. Well, it's uh, it's my pleasure uh, to be here. Uh, Thanks for the invite. Maybe I would just like to uh, start off by giving a disclaimer. Uh, so everything that I'm going to say here, right, uh, is going to be uh, in one way or another biased because, you know, I can't detach myself from the fact that I'm Brazilian and from the fact that I'm uh, very uh, passionate about my country and that I love my country. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, I, I, I think you've, uh, you've said it all in your introduction. Um, I'm Brazilian from Belo Horizonte. Uh, maybe I would just like to add that um, I've also lived abroad uh, twice so I've lived uh, in the U.S. and also in Germany so um, yeah I've got the you know the opportunity to um, immerse myself into also different cultures and, and different countries and to uh, travel quite a bit uh, I guess I haven't been to as many countries as you have but uh, <laughs> but I think I've been to uh, quite a few countries as well and um, right now I'm actually uh, in a sabbatical year uh that started october last year so we're in may right now we're basically uh yeah seven months through uh and change and uh, yeah so i've been traveling I, the first three months of my sabbatical i was only traveling inside brazil right so even though i've always traveled a lot in brazil there's still a lot that i wanted to see and even after those three months of course there's still so much that i still uh want to visit um and then after that, I went to Colombia, then Panama, and uh, right now I'm in Costa Rica. But yeah, nice. Just a, just a quick introduction. That's awesome. And remind me, you're a management consultant, right? I am. Uh, so maybe uh, talking a, bit, a little bit of my um, professional background, I, uh, I studied engineering in college, industrial engineering. 
uh, graduated three and a half years ago and then worked in management consulting for three years. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I met you in Floripa when you were working remotely also. Uh, so it's, uh, it's been a while, brother. <laughs> It has been um, a while ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was right. That was right in the beginning. Well, not 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 the beginning, but yeah, kind of in the beginning of the pandemic, everything was still, yeah, uh, kind of unknown. closed. Yeah, but the whole thing was such a blur, man. Like the whole pandemic was such a blur, right? Like when I can't believe it all happened. And then it's... if you look at the stock market, I mean, you're you're surfing and you're on sabbatical, so you. It's probably a least of a concern for you, but for me, you know, I'm paying attention to the stock market. It's like, oh, pandemic never happened, and uh, it's it's crazy. Um, and now we're we're in very, you know, uh, inflation just needs to drop. Basically, I I'm so sick of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and for for us in Floripa, uh, I you were I I would say that you were one of my first friends that I made in uh in brazil uh but anyways let's talk about brazil um so yeah you've lived abroad in germany you've lived abroad i want to say tennessee right yeah that's right i have i have a good memory um, <laughs> you do <laughs> i'm surprised <laughs> but uh i think there was a statistic that you mentioned to me last time when we talked that really surprised me is that paris the city uh one of the greatest cities in the world in france has more international visitors annually than Brazil as a whole country. Uh, so WTF, you know, what's going on? You know, why is the world not appreciating Brazil as it should be? Let's start there. What do you think? Let's start there. Uh, maybe uh, just a couple more statistics. Um, you know, Cuba, the Cuba, the Dominican Republic, they both get more international visitors uh than brazil uh when when we Seriously? look at Ar yeah when we look at argentina uh chile uh, even colombia and peru they all like when we exclude like domestic uh when i say domestic i mean like um tourists from south america so when we exclude tourists from south america those countries get more also more foreign uh visitors than brazil right uh wow. because the, if you look at the at the absolute number of um foreign visitors brazil gets more uh more tourists than i think chile peru and colombia but not more than argentina however you know a big portion of those tourists come from south america come from argentina come from chile come from colombia so when you exclude that and you only look at the number of europeans americans and so or you know people from other continents coming to those countries then brazil is uh behind and uh it's crazy to think that to think about that because you know brazil is by far the biggest country in South America. It's basically 50% of the territory. And uh, it's also, it also has one of the biggest populations in the world, it's 200 million people, right? Uh, so yeah, it, it is crazy to, uh, to think about that. But um, yeah, man, I, you know, I've been thinking, I've been putting a lot of uh, thought to uh, why that is, right? And uh, of course I've been uh, talking to a lot of people from all over the world, uh, especially over the past, I want to say four or five months um, and I've been kind of like trying to explore uh, the main reasons why that is and I think I've been able to come up with maybe four uh, different main reasons for why that is and maybe we can go 
uh, yeah, we can go a little um, deeper into each one of those four, but maybe first, let me just mention uh, those, four, um, those four reasons. So for me, the first one, man, it's just the plain lack of awareness of what Brazil has to offer, right? So when I talk to people about Brazil, uh, to foreigners about Brazil, um, 90% of the time, man, they immediately associate Brazil with Rio, Sao Paulo, and maybe the Amazon, and they don't know about anything else, right? And so they just don't know what Brazil has to offer. They don't know, they've never heard about Fernando de Noronha, you know, they've never heard about Chapada Diamantina, Chapadas Viadeiros. They've never heard of, they've never heard about Bahia, you know, the whole, or not just Bahia, but the whole Northeast coast, uh, but especially Bahia, which for me is a special place. They've never heard about Florianópolis or the whole, you know, Southern coast. Um, so yeah, they, they just don't know what Brazil has to offer. For me, that's the first thing, the lack of knowledge, the lack of awareness of what Brazil actually is. Um, and not just in terms of places, but also in terms of culture, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, that's the first thing. The second thing, which I think kind of walks hand in hand with the first reason, uh, is the perception that Brazil is a very violent country, that it's mm -hmm. a very violent and very dangerous country. And, you know, that is a very fair assumption or perception if you associate Brazil with Rio and Sao Paulo because those two cities and especially Rio are actually very dangerous. And not just those two cities, but uh, many other big cities are also dangerous. Salvador is dangerous, mm -hmm. uh, Fortaleza is dangerous. Even Belo Horizonte where I'm from is not as dangerous as those places, but it's also, it's a big yeah. city, so of course it's dangerous. Uh, yeah. But I would say like Rio for me is on a different, uh, on a different level um, yeah. of, of, you know, of, of violence. And yeah, it's fair to uh, assume that, you know, the country is, is violent when you think that the country is composed only by those two places, uh, uh, Sao Paulo and Rio. But yeah. when, you, when you actually learn that Brazil is much more than that, and, and when you actually learn about all those other different places uh, all over Brazil, then you also learn that those places are mostly very safe, man. Some of those places are much safer than, uh, than, than destinations that are actually perceived to be pretty safe by, by tourists, right? So for example, I'm in Costa Rica right now, and it's a pretty safe country, it is, but it's not that safe. So if I compare, for example, I'm gonna extrapolate here, but if I compare Fernando yeah. de Noronha with Santa Teresa, which is where I am right now, dude, there's no comparison. Fernando de Noronha is so much safer, right? And, yeah. and uh, when we look at other places like, you know, Itacaré in Bahia or other islands along the coast, you know, like Ilha Grande, Ilha Bela, mm -hmm. all those places are much, much safer than, than, um, um, than destinations that are perceived to be safe by, by foreigners. So yeah. uh, that, that for me is the, the you know, the main or, or that the second main reason for why foreigners don't, don't go to Brazil is the perception of violence. And for me, that perception is uh, completely flawed because it's based on the assumption that Brazil is only Brazil and Sao Paulo. And there's much. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. And um, I mean, just to add on to what you said for your number two point, but I told people, one of, some of my friends here in the US, oh, I was in Brazil for three and a half months. The first thing they said, oh, dude, isn't it dangerous down there? And that was like <laughs> the first thing that popped into their mind. Um, and I, look, I, I can't blame them, you know? Uh, it's, it's Rio, right? They, they think Rio, Rio's dangerous. Yeah. I think that's fair, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, I think Fernando Genaronia, Itacare, Jerry Quacquara, I remember just, uh, you know, being out drunk alone and just going home, 
because to me, it wasn't a big deal. I wasn't going to get robbed. And I just knew that. Yeah. Uh, you can't do that in, you know, Porto Alegre or, <laughs> or like yeah. Rio or, or Salvador. Another yeah. thing um, that you mentioned, um, Bahia, Salvador. Whenever I say Salvador, people are like, oh, El Salvador, the country? I'm like, no, no, no. It's that big city in Bahia, bro. Uh, but yeah, no, perception of danger. I completely agree. I don't agree with it either um, because there are dangerous places everywhere. Uh, yeah. I mean, in the US, like I lived in Atlanta. Atlanta is really dangerous. If you are not in a, a safe area, you know, you have to be careful. It's the same philosophy in Brazil. Uh, no matter what, always look after yourself. Uh, don't walk by yourself at night. I mean, it's the same thing, right? Yeah, that's, same that's what I'm saying. Don't right. flash your cell phone or, you know, your valuables, yeah. your jewelry. Yeah, all that kind right. of basic right. stuff. Yeah. yeah, as you said, like it's it's hard to blame people for having this perception because you know when you consider that most of the people that they know who have been to Rio, uh, sorry to Brazil, have only been to Rio and São Paulo, right? And then so let's say I'm a, I'm a, I'm an American and you know I know I had 15 people who have been to Rio, of which uh, 10 or even more uh, went to São Paulo and Rio, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe out of the 10, three got robbed, right? Which is a pretty, I think it's a pretty realistic uh, statistic. Uh, and so, of course, I'm going to think that Brazil is very violent, right? Because, you know, when I look at my sample of people I know who have been to Brazil, uh, a lot of them said that Brazil is violent because they, they, they only went to uh, Rio and Sao Paulo. Right? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so that for me is the second, the second main reason then. And um, the third... So the third big reason for me, well, uh, I think would be the language, you know, like, it, yeah. you know, it, and it is a barrier. It is a barrier, right? Uh, uh, first, because, you know, it's not Spanish, it's Portuguese. And yeah. for some reason, man, even people who can't speak Spanish, they feel more comfortable in Spanish speaking countries, you know, maybe because yeah. they know, they know a handful of words, you know, and uh, they just feel more comfortable in those countries. Uh, that for me is one reason, but also uh, another thing that's very, you know, uh, clear once you once you get to Brazil is that uh, very few people can speak English, right, or even Spanish. Yeah. So it is hard for people who can't speak the language or like people who can't speak Spanish to get by in Brazil. Because if you have good Spanish, uh, you can you can get by and you can learn you can learn Portuguese uh, much much you know much easy uh much easily much more easily uh but if you don't know any spanish if you only know english then it's really hard to get by by yourself right so unless yeah. you know unless you know a local right who will take you to places and who tell you what to do what not to do where to go where not to go etc uh, then yeah it's really hard to go to brazil and and kind of like explore the country on your own right so uh yeah it's a you know it's a barrier uh it is what it is um for me, it's like a, you know, it's an underlying structural problem of education, you know, that yeah. uh, people should be able to, to speak, you know, English and Spanish, especially Spanish, uh, but also English. Uh, I feel like there should be more people speaking English in Brazil, but, but there isn't. Uh, so that for me is the third, third big barrier. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, and I think it's kind of funny because whenever my gringo friends came down for carnival uh, a few months ago, uh, obviously they don't know Portuguese and they don't need to, um, but it was their first time coming to Brazil and they were speaking Spanish to Brazilians. 
And I was like, oh my God, you guys are such gringos. And then I realized, actually, that was me whenever I first got to Brazil. Right. So I'm the asshole too. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, it's so different. Uh, yeah. You know, the I realized after two years or <clears throat> a year and a half, this time span, that they are very different languages. But, and I wrote an article, blog post on this, uh, wfhnomad.com slash ESPPT. That's Espanol Portuguese. Uh, I analyzed it because it's, oh, it's cool. kind of interesting. Um, the verb conjugations, I think, is the biggest transfer uh, from Spanish to Portuguese. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I mean, on the other side, it's not just the gringos, it's the Brazilians. Uh, English is clearly the right. tourism language of the world. You know, Brazil, you got to step it up, you know. But I, I do think that Brazilian domestic tourism is a lot bigger than I thought. Because when I was in Fernando de Noronha, people were like, oh, you know, where are you from? And, you know, what's your name? All that, right? All the introductions. And then... Uh, I was the only non-Brazilian, uh, which made me special. So that was good. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But there were a lot of domestic, you know, tourists in Fernandez de Noronha. So it was like, oh, yeah. God. So, you know, this now and now they felt that language barrier <laughs> kind of immediately. But yeah, no, I, I think language barrier, you know, from a gringo standpoint, what is the point of learning Portuguese? And it makes sense, right? Uh, Spanish is a very useful language. And I think every gringo thinks they speak Spanish, but, you know, 80% of the time, it's not the case. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, with Spanish, you cover a lot of the world. Uh, and with Portuguese, it's just Brazil, a few African countries, Portugal, maybe like 20% of Macau. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it makes sense. I think the language barrier is legitimate. It's... Uh, it's a beautiful language so it's a little unfortunate but but i get it yeah yeah yeah, yeah no absolutely and uh hopefully after this talk people will be uh, motivated to learn portuguese <laughs> <laughs> uh cool and uh for me the the last main reason the fourth and last main reason uh, i think is just like the plain size of the country man it's such a huge country and when you take all of those previous reasons into consideration right so you know you know that it's uh especially the last one i guess you know that you know it's hard to get by if you don't know the language right and you know that you know depending on where you are it could be dangerous uh, yeah. and then you take into account the fact that it's a huge country right uh i think it just discourages people to to go because they don't even yeah. know where to start, right? Because again, they only know about Rio and Sao Paulo, so they don't know where to start. And to be fair, man, it's hard to find information online. It's not that easy uh, because yeah. we lack we lack infrastructure in terms of tourism, and uh, we we lack preparedness also in, in terms of, of tourism. And you know, not not uh, not knowing English, right? Um, so yeah, I, I think it's just like really hard to find uh to find information basic information right to yeah. to, uh, to be able to plan a solid trip in brazil so like if you compare costa rica for example man costa rica uh it's so easy to find information online about uh, costa rica right so if you sit yeah. down 
and you spend an hour planning a trip in Costa Rica, you can basically plan the whole trip in the whole country, right? Yeah. Uh, first, because the information is uh, more easily available, but second, because the, the country is much smaller, right? So uh, you can list, you know, 10 main spots and that's it, right? So Monteverde, Tarindo, uh, Santa Teresa, so on and on, and that's it, right? So it's, uh, yeah. it's much easier, I think, uh, whereas yeah. Brazil, it's just even for me as a Brazilian, sometimes it's hard to plan uh, to plan a trip in Brazil, especially when I want to explore an area that I don't know that I've never been. So, yeah, so, I mean size, but also distance. Uh, right. The distance between Brazil and the U.S. It's a ten-hour flight, um, and it, you know, if I wanted to go to Mexico, damn, I could just go after work or just right. arrive early and then work from there. You can't do that with Brazil. Brazil is 10 hours. It's far. It's far from Europe. So, I mean, I kind of get it. Um, and I think to to add on to what you just said about size, I think distance too. Um, it's makes it a little more obscure on the map. Uh, so maybe that's another reason why it's so underappreciated and underrated is because, you know, it's, it's far. It's hard. True, true. That's so true, man. And uh... Yeah, I, I never realized that until I went to Colombia a couple months ago mm -hmm. and I, I met up with a friend uh, from the US, right? So he flew yeah. in from the States. I flew in uh, from from Rio uh, to, we flew in into uh, Medellin, right? We met up, oh no, yeah. we met up in Bogota, I think. But regardless, uh, dude, I had to catch a seven hour flight, right? To go yeah. from where I was to Colombia. And, and bear in mind, those two countries are in the same continent. They're both in yep. South America. My friend, he was in Miami. He uh -huh. took a three-hour flight, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, no. I mean, Miami to Bogota, three hours. I think New York to Bogota is like five, I want to say. Same thing with Dallas and Houston. I think it's about five hours or so. But yeah, Miami, like just geographically, it's just right yeah. there, uh, yeah. which is crazy. And maybe that's why Colombia tourism is more attractive for Americans than, than Brazil. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And also like speaking of Colombia, um, if I, you know, I just want to uh, tie back to my, I think it was my first, the first reason I, um, mm -hmm. I laid out. So the, um, the lack of awareness, I think Colombia, man, is such a good case of how a country was able to uh, change its image abroad, right? So if you think about Colombia 20 years ago, right, it was, it was perceived as the most dangerous country in South America, hands down, yeah. right? Because mm -hmm. of all the, the, the narco traffic activity and stuff. Yeah. And, and today, man, I was, I, I'd never been to Colombia before. That was my first time. And I was mind blown by the amount of gringos on the streets oh, yeah, of Medellin, man. man. It was crazy. Like, I, I couldn't, like, I can't find that concentration of foreigners anywhere in Brazil, not even in Rio, right? Yeah. Walking, in, walking on the streets of El Poblado, that was crazy. That was crazy to me. That was oh, yeah. mind blowing. And uh, for me, Colombia has done such a good job in, in, you know, changing its image abroad. The other day I was listening to uh, this podcast from the New York Times, the Daily, I'm sure you know it. And, uh, and then it was all of a sudden this advertisement for, you know, vis visit Colombia uh, is from probably yeah. from the Colombian government. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I, I think that what you I completely agree. 
uh, every gringo that I've talked to around Latin America, they've all been the Medellin. And there, there's so much concentration of gringos in El Poblado. Like I, I was in Medellin in 2018. Um, I think I was in Colombia for about a month. But yeah, it's Gringo City down there. And I love Medellin. It's a beautiful place, uh, gorgeous mountains. And it's, uh, I, I think the history is really cool too. But uh, I, you know, not to get too opinionated, but come on, what about Brazil? Like, <laughs> what is it? Like, everybody's like, oh, dude, Medellin's so amazing. Like, every gringo that I've talked to, I'm like, dude, guys, you're missing out on Brazil. Brazil's <laughs> so much better. <laughs> I love Medellin. No offense. Uh, or don't take you're it not. personally, people who love Medellin. But exactly. Uh, it, it's like, it, it, look, I'm going to, you know, maybe just tell a story. Whatever. I think it's a traveler's mindset too, but the other day I was asked the question, how do you choose the place you're going to? And I thought about it and I said, oh, actually you go to one destination. You already made up your mind. You're going to that destination. You're going to a second destination. And then you kind of play it out. Uh, you play by ear. And I had heard about Brazil from my friend, Brian. So all it takes is just, you know, my gringo friend, Brian, and I would have to give credit to him. He was the one who kind of inspired me to go to Brazil. And now I'm not, not trying to brag or anything, but I've already inspired 10 of my gringo friends to go to Brazil. Cause they're like, oh my God, Wilson loves Brazil. Damn, I got to check it out too. So like, you know, that happens, right? Uh, but I think that's kind of what happened with Medellin, right? With Colombia, everybody talked about it. And what a positive thing for Colombia. And like you said, 20 years ago, People are thinking, oh God, Colombia, you know, narcos, uh, drug lords, violence. Mm -hmm. That's phasing out. I mean, they still have that stigma, but it's kind of phasing out now, phasing which out. is great. Yeah. yeah. Look, I don't get, I don't get, I don't want to get too uh, opinionated either. <laughs> Uh, hey, it's my podcast. You can be as opinionated <laughs> as you want. We'll we make the you know, rules. Just, just, just in case one of my Colombian friends listens to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Then you're screwed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to buy him uh, dinner. <laughs> no, man, but yeah, yeah, they just, they've done a great job selling their image, you know, and, and in contrast, Brazil or, you know, the, the government of Brazil has done such a poor job setting the image of the country you know and yeah. it's crazy it's for me it's wild to think that we had the best opportunities to sell the image of, of brazil yeah. because we had the freaking world cup in 2014 we had mm -hmm. the olympics in 2016 and so that for me was maybe the greatest opportunity uh in our history to sell the image of the country and we just we did such a poor job yeah. uh, so yeah, I mean, again, that's a you know that's a structural, political problem, um, yeah. but yeah, it is what it is. Hopefully, one day we'll be able to uh, to sell the image better, or maybe you know <laughs> that the gringos will be the ones selling the image like you like you're doing. <laughs> I, I swear, the Brazilian government should be paying me for saying all these yeah, great things on social media <laughs> on Brazil. Like, you brought in so much money. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yo, Bolsonaro, what's up, man? Like, give me some money. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy, man. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. You, you should have learned that. You should have learned that after <laughs> 10 months in Brazil. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, he's he's not good for anything, so. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, I think I just offended 
30% of my Brazilian listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but the other 70, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, I would say one thing is that people talk about the Galapagos Islands. People talk about, uh, I don't know, like, I'm just, I'm just thinking about really great nature, right? Right. People talk about the Galapagos Islands. People talk about Machu Picchu. Uh, people talk about Mount Kilimanjaro and people talk about Everest. Why is Fernando de Noronha not up there? I, I swear, like, it, I was mind blown how beautiful it was. And I had never heard of that place until I got to Brazil. And it, it took me, I think, five months into my Brazilian experience or four months or so uh, for me to finally learn about it. It's like the Easter Island of Brazil. And it's so beautiful. You can swim with dolphins. Uh, the, the weather is perfect. You enter the water, no wetsuit needed. You can surf, you can hike. Uh, you, I mean, it's just so gorgeous. And how is that not <laughs> a, a brand by itself in the world? That is my right. question after my experience there. I hope I hope that question is not directed to me because I have no clue, man. <laughs> Look, listen, for me, Fernando de Noronha is, you know, a little little piece of paradise yeah. in the middle of the ocean. It's I think it's 600, 600 kilometers away from the mainland, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, if not if I'm not mistaken, the, the island is like seven kilometers long, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's literally a, a little piece of paradise in the middle of the ocean. And I have not met a single foreigner in the past four months. I've been traveling, uh, yeah, four, uh, almost five months now uh, that I've been traveling outside of Brazil in my sabbatical. I have not met a single foreigner who, who had heard about Fernando de Noronha before. Right? And I've yeah. been asking people, trust me, I've been asking people if they <laughs> know about this. And, and uh, I haven't met a single one. So it is mind blowing for me. I agree with you. Fernando uh, should be, you know, in the same conversation as fucking as freaking Galapagos, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's not. It's not. And, uh, you know, on one hand, that's, you know, that could be a good thing, right? Because it's not as uh, uh, not as hyped, at least abroad, because it's very hyped in Brazil. Yeah. But uh, uh, and. And they also like they do have the limit of people that the island can have at a time, right? True. I think it's like two thousand people or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if if there was a lot of demand from abroad trying to get into the island, it would be that much harder for also for us Brazilians to yeah, uh, get into true. the island. So yeah, I'm a. I'm so maybe don't go, about, guys. Don't go. <laughs> forget, forget about this part of the. <laughs> no, no, no. But absolutely, man. I I really think that uh, Fernando Jiménez should be up there. Um, and you know, for me personally, I think it's the most beautiful place I've been. You know, like honestly, it's it's just so beautiful. I, I really, really I love completely, it. completely agreed. It's up there for me. Maybe, yeah, top three. Uh, I remember Patagonia, Chile. That was really incredible. I know you've been there too, right? The yeah. Argentinian side, at least. Uh, both sides. Yeah. Both sides. Cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah and and like Fernando de Noronha's. I feel like it's up there. Uh, just just an yeah. incredible place. But in addition to Noronha, we have really great places like Pipa. We have Jerry Cocuara. And by the way, I'm listing places where I could walk alone at night drunk and go home without feeling any danger, which I think was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, would have never thought about that about Brazil. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I agree with you. Um, and and the interesting thing to think about, and that I think kind of sets Brazil apart from other countries, is that it's just not. It, it's not just. Uh, beautiful in terms of nature, right? Because I think yeah. as a, you know, as a, as a tourist or as a traveler, uh, at least for me, I'm usually think, I'm usually looking for maybe three. Yeah, exactly. So usually I'm thinking, uh, I'm looking for, you know, three different types of experiences, right? So maybe we can clusterize it into three types. Uh, first type is, you know, just natural beauty, right? So we're, we're talking about beautiful places in terms of nature, right? Patagonia, Galapagos, Fernando de Noronha, et cetera. But then like every time I travel, man, I'm, I'm looking to uh, have some sort of cultural deep dive, right? I wanna, I wanna immerse myself into the, the culture and you know, get new perspectives and learn about the culture and, and et cetera, and you know, uh, make new connections and all of that. Uh, so that for me is the second, the second thing that I look for as a traveler is the cultural uh, immersion. And then uh, the, the, the third thing for me uh, is also kind of like the urban or architectural experience, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, when I go to Europe to, you know, historical cities, um, I'm looking also, um, or like to, you know, big cities, I'm also, you know, looking to have, uh, a, you know, cool urban uh, experience like in Budapest or in London or New York, right? Or sometimes mm -hmm. architectural experience. Uh, kind of like just be exposed to cool architecture but uh yeah so and when we think about brazil especially the first two uh because you know it's not just about the the natural beauties for me it's mostly about the also the culture right and i would love to also hear uh your thoughts on on that but for me the your culture of brazil is so unique and so diverse man i have yet to to uh visit a country that has such a diverse and unique culture right and yeah. um it's you know as a traveler sometimes i would i would love to be a non-brazilian just to be able to like experience the, the <laughs> culture as a foreigner uh, yeah. but at the same time even for me as a brazilian you know as a guy who uh, grew up in brazil and, and 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 again like i've always traveled a lot uh since i'm a you know since i'm a uh, i'm a child my dad has always uh, liked traveling so i've, I've always mm -hmm. explored quite a lot but, uh, you know, every time I visit a new state, it's like I'm visiting a whole new country, right? So, uh, oh, yeah. I think it was December or January, I went to, to Pará. I don't think you've been to Pará, right? Not yet, yeah. not yet. Mm -hmm. I was mind blown by the cultural differences, you know? And, and that reflects yeah. uh, into, into the, the cuisine, right? The food is completely different. Mm -hmm. Uh, of course, the the accent that they have is different, but it's not just the accent. Uh, the accent, it's also like they use different words. They use indigenous words. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. use indigenous words in their day to day. You know, <laughs> that's and, funny. Uh, and of course, the weather is completely different. So there's so many, uh, just so many differences uh, and cultural differences that I had no idea existed as a Brazilian, right? Yeah. And uh, and 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 I'm sure that I, you know, that I have yet to experience a lot of uh, different different cultures inside brazil but for me like the diversity of when it, when it comes to culture is just mind-blowing and i don't know yeah. any other country in the world that, that that has such a diverse and unique culture but I, i'd like yeah. to hear your opinion on that <laughs> i mean just to add on to that i completely agree uh you know you were talking about the accents uh of portuguese in different regions every brazilian has told me that and i just didn't really i was like okay whatever like i don't really get it but 
if you think about in the US, there's not a whole lot of variations of accents. You might have a Southern accent, you might have like a Boston accent, but it's generally the same, you know, uh, throughout. That's not the case in Brazil. Uh, and I finally understood what they were talking about, you know, a few months in. Uh, but it's so funny. Like, again, this is another proof that I'm the most Brazilian gringo. Um, just, I'm just going to say it. But one time in Itacare, I actually taught a Brazilian slang from the South because they didn't know it. Wow. <laughs> to, 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 to Brazilians. To Brazilians, yeah. Wow, I was like, wow. I, I think, what was it? It was, um, esta, esta pica, esta muito pica. <laughs> and the, the, the girl from Sergipe, was like, what's, what's Pika? And I was like, e como tá legal? <laughs> She's like, oh my God, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh man, and I was like, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, I, I got you, I got you. If, you. if you ever need Portuguese help, I got you. <laughs> oh man, but, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's very culturally diverse. It's very diverse. Um, and, I mean, talk about, uh, let's see. It's like the connection broke a little bit. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Yeah, and um, let's talk, I mean, racially too. So sometimes I forget that right. uh, I have Asian blood. And, but in the US, I've been accepted as American. Actually, same thing as Brazil. People actually think I'm Brazilian. Um, and that to me was surprising, mm-hmm. at least in the beginning. Because, you know, the world's changing, obviously. I think in 10 years, a lot of Latin American countries will have very racially diverse pockets um, as well as nationally too. But, you know, I I was really shy. Everybody was, especially friends at home, they were thinking, oh, you know, you stand out. You're so different. Actually in Brazil, I blend in perfectly because there are a ton of Asians in Brazil and I had never thought about that. There are a ton of black people. There are a ton of white people. Um, Mm -hmm. So anybody just like in the U.S. is accepted as a... Uh, a local, which I, I thought was pretty cool. Uh, and then speaking of diversity and just uh, culturally, I, I think that the LGBT community in Brazil is very, very strong too. Yeah. Uh, one of the best I've seen in the world. So I, I think just the, the mix, uh, the culturally diverse uh, aspect of Brazil, I thought was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, as also as, as Brazilians, we embrace the fact that we are diverse, you know? Uh, yeah. So what, what you see in other countries, so for, exa- for example, when I went to Colombia, uh, I remember that, you know, of course, Colombia had a lot of, you know, indigenous tribes back in the day, but um, they kind of like suppressed a lot of um the indigenous roots or culture and you don't you don't see it as prominently in their culture today as you see it in Brazil especially when you go up north uh, of yeah. course that, that's you know I'm not I don't you know I don't mean to say that oh everyone in Brazil just loves uh indigenous culture so much and uh we are <laughs> that's not true accepting <laughs> people no 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 yeah unfortunately that that's not true unfortunately but, right yeah uh, but yeah but you can still see a lot of um indigenous uh influence in our culture especially when you go when you go up north right so uh, as i was saying right. when i was when, when i was in para i was just mind blown by the uh, amount of influence that indigenous culture has and in, in, in the local culture of, yeah. of para 
but uh um yeah man it's um it's crazy to think that the you know the biggest japanese community outside of japan is in brazil right yeah and yeah. then and then uh also one of the biggest german communities outside of germany is also yeah. in brazil in in, in yeah. the south of brazil and then of course um a lot of um a lot of um africans right so a lot of right. uh, very strong african root uh and a very strong also portuguese root so and right it makes everything together and and you have brazil and uh, it's funny like uh a few years ago i was in cusco in peru yeah. and you know i get that a lot traveling and still to this day i get that a lot when i say that i'm brazilian people people are surprised they're like oh you right. don't look brazilian right uh, uh, but then that happened once I was at this bar and uh, I was talking to this girl and then I, I told her that I was Brazilian and she, she acted, you know, surprised. And, but it was, it was amazing because at the same bar, because I, you know, I was there for a while yeah. and there was this, uh, this Japanese looking guy who was Brazilian. Uh, <laughs> there was, there was this, uh, Nordic looking guy who was like, he was yeah. very, he also was, Brazilian. He was much blonder than he was like very, very blonde, you know, very blue eyes, very white. So like very uh, Nordic uh, looking. Even I thought he was, uh, <laughs> he was Scandinavian, <laughs> uh, but he was Brazilian. And, mm -hmm. and then this black guy uh, who was also Brazilian. And then I, uh, you know, I yeah. pointed at, at all those guys and I was like, oh, where do you think that guy's from? <laughs> oh, no, Japan, where do you think that guy's from? Yeah. I don't know, uh, some Scandinavian country. And you know they're all from Brazil, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's just such a diverse country, also in terms of race. And uh, it, just a fun fact: uh, the Brazilian passport is actually one of the most valuables in the black market, right? Because oh. first, because we have uh, you know good diplomatic relationships with basically all countries in the world, yeah. like we don't have any any beefs with any with any country. Uh, so that's one reason. But the second reason is precisely because of our, um, you know, ethnic uh, diversity. Everyone uh, could pass if you're, you know, if you're, you know, Arabic, you could pass as Brazilian, African, uh, yeah. European, Asian. You could pass as Brazilian. So, yeah, I love that. that. I think it's. So, I mean, that blew my mind. Uh, whenever I first was in Brazil. Uh, but also, you know, on the topic of culture, I mean, just can we talk about music real quick? Well, wow. I just came back from the gym and I'm not going to lie. I was listening to Pizarro. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I mean, like I, I was just, you know, in the zone, minding my own business, you know, working out. I, I swear if I if I took out my headphones and, and played on my phone people would be really confused probably yeah. be like what the hell are you listening to man what is this like goofy sounding thing and i'm like oh it's p0 guys but um uh, but yeah p0 samba uh foho what else funk pagode uh, pagode bossa nova Certanejo, like all this shit is so good. Um, <laughs> and Spotify knows how much I like Brazil. Uh, I mean, uh, my Discover Weekly, and uh, I'm kind of self conscious about it. I feel violated when people look at my playlist because it's just, I mean, recently I've transitioned back to American country because I'm back in Oklahoma. But uh, yeah, dude, for a while it was just Brazilian music. It's like, what is this gringo doing? <laughs> Trying to be a Brazilian wannabe. But hey, look, it's good music. It, I mean, if you think about 
um, whenever I was growing up, I had to catch up on all the great music from the 80s and the 70s and the 90s. And two years ago, uh, I was introduced to Brazilian music. So I was discovering all this incredible music from you know decades ago too. Uh, so that's why my playlists were completely full of Brazilian music because I was just so into it. I was like, yeah, this is great. Uh, it's just really catchy too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah look, uh, again, very, very unique in terms of uh, in terms of music as well yeah because you know it's not like because there there are a lot of countries in the world that export great artists right great bands and so on but i don't think or at least i can't think of another country that has its own type of music like brazil oh yeah does. like in in the same variety that brazil does right so we have samba yeah. bossa nova forró sertanejo piseiro and the list goes on and on. Yeah. And, and so it's not just about like good artists, you know, good good bands, good music. It's also like we we create we create new music uh, music genres, right? So right. Um, um, that for me, in and of itself, is is mind blowing already. And and what I like about Brazilian music is first, usually regardless of the type of music regardless you know whether it's whether it's funk or whether it's pagodi or samba mm -hmm. or satanejo when it plays everyone will sing along right so <laughs> yeah. it's just the type of music that everyone including but it's just the type of music that everyone will sing along it's it's like a i don't even know how to say it but it's like a community type of music you know oh it's yeah like, it's music made for people to sing together uh, and not just to listen to and and uh maybe as a consequence of that it's also a very uh danceable type of music you know so yeah. it, it, regardless of the type of whether it's again samba pagodi setanejo forró right uh, people yeah. are always going to dance to uh to to uh, those types of music uh and and there's also something to be said about the way that that music portraits uh just you know the day-to-day -day life of brazilians you know right oh yeah live music i realized was such an important part of the culture yeah it's like everywhere i went there was always live music going on it's a big deal yes. uh something different from american culture i think like live music is pleasant everybody loves it but it's not like a everyday thing yeah. like it, unless like you're in Nashville or uh, <laughs> unless you're in Nashville exactly yeah Memphis, I don't know yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah it's not it's not it's not nearly as common for sure yeah yeah man I mean I mean like my Brazil experience to be I, I don't think I've ever told you this but my Brazilian experience was an accident uh like I was supposed to go to China for work for two years uh at least and then the pandemic hit that uh trip got canceled and so, so I was like okay let's go to Brazil let's try something different I had already been to Mexico and a lot of Latin American countries uh, I had heard about it from my friend Brian he loved it I was like let's try Brazil it's, it's a different language it's far I'm not gonna have to go back anytime soon for work and dude it's it was an incredible experience and I'm so glad I did it uh, you know, I'm, I'm not the type of person to get married to one place, right? Like, 
you know, I, I, I had to go back last time because I loved it so much. Right now it's time to move on, right? But just looking back on it, it was just so incredible. I have so much appreciation for the country that I, I never would have imagined I would have ever had. Um, so yeah, it's just so underappreciated, underrated in the world. Um, and that, I, I mean, it's just, I mean, the way, I guess it, yeah, I guess it did change me a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think about beaches all the time now. <laughs> there's, there's a huge beach culture in Brazil and um, it, it's huge. Um, but yeah, man, it's, I'm so glad that happened. Uh, now I, I guess I picked up Portuguese too on accident, but hey, it worked out, right? <laughs> yeah, it worked out. And man, like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm really, really, really happy to, uh, hear about your Brazilian experience man like it just it genuinely makes me very very happy to know that you had a great time and to also know that you like, genuinely understood uh you know what Brazil has to offer and how underappreciated and underrated it is um and how passionate yeah. you've become about about Brazil so and uh and I uh, you know I know that that is also true for all the other Brazilians you met and that's maybe yeah. that's another another thing about Brazil right we just we love uh, hosting, <laughs> uh yeah that's true uh, gringos from all over the world uh, and uh, we just want to make sure that they have the time of their lives um but yeah man like generally i'm very very happy to to hear that you uh that you know in a way brazil uh changed you and uh yeah, man. yeah it's 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 been a pleasure to to be able to watch and uh you do you do have to uh, pay me a visit in Belo Horizonte, right? Because uh, yeah. you've been around, man. You've been around. I don't I don't think I've met any other foreigner uh, who has been to as many places as you have. Uh, but I'm just gonna tell you this: you still need to visit Belo because you're missing out <laughs> on one of the best, one of the best and most underrated places in uh, in Brazil. Not just Belo Horizonte, but also Minas Gerais as a state has so much to offer. It's such a cozy, nice. Uh, friendly, welcoming uh, state, and and Belo Horizonte yeah. especially is 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 a very special, uh, very special place. So yeah, I'll yeah. be waiting oh, for yeah, your man. visit <laughs> <laughs> one day. I mean, I be I feel like I would be back to Brazil pretty, you know, one day. I, I've made so many great friends in Brazil. Uh, you know, I I would like to have a deeper dive in places like Argentina and Peru and Chile. And oh, by the way, just no offense to the rest of Latin America, but you know, on the topic of music, everybody knows reggaeton and like, it's a shared thing, right? Uh -huh. Like, I mean, maybe it's from Puerto Rico, maybe it's from New York, but like, you know, all over Latin America, it's played everywhere. But in Brazil, they have their own thing. I think that's just yeah. so cool. Yeah, <laughs> not, no offense to the rest of Latin America. <laughs> yeah, I, I told you I'm, I'm the most uh, gringo Brazilian. Sorry, I'm the most Brazilian gringo. <laughs> um but yeah no no i'll, I'll definitely visit in uh, belo horizonte um it's on my list it's technically a caipira right <laughs> Ka yeah kind of yeah 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 like but it's the american it's a big city uh, though yeah, yeah yeah it's a big city though it's um it's the third or fourth largest city and yeah but it, that, that's what that's what's interesting about it it's a big city but it feels cozy it feels very yeah cool. Uh, and it's uh you said i think i remember us having this conversation on priamoli but 
uh you said the food was amazing feijoada i want to say the best well feijoada feijoada is kind or of like you said something fraud. else yeah yeah uh feijão tropeiro was oh yeah yeah mentioned. but not Wait. just feijão tropeiro there's some pão de queijo that... pão de queijo man pão de queijo okay yeah that it's one is best. definitely from uh from minis rice yeah. but uh, feijoada tropeiro, or is that how you say it? Sorry, my gringo accent's coming out. No, uh, feijão tropeiro. Feijão tropeiro. tropeiro. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. That's from Goiás, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Oh, God, here comes a war. Here comes a, you know, it's like Goiás versus feijoada. It's like a heavily debated topic. Like, it's, it's mine. It's, no, it's mine. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, in my opinion, it's not even, uh, it's not even debatable. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that. <laughs> People from Goiás are just Mineiro wannabes, you know? <laughs> just trying to be Mineiro, man. It's the truth. I love Don't it. get me wrong. I love Goiás. I really do. But <laughs> yeah, we're very similar in culture, uh, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, Goiás and Minas. But Minas is just more original, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was talking to my Danish friend. Oh, yeah. Denmark is so much better than Sweden. And I was talking to my Swedish friend. Oh, Sweden is so much better than <laughs> my <laughs> Denmark. It's, you know, it's kind of similar, right? This is friendly rivalry <laughs> it's kind of similar yeah it's kind of similar. <laughs> cool man uh let's see let me go down my list dude man i mean just culture music the beach culture carnival carnival probably uh brazil's most important holiday maybe yeah and it's world famous so yeah. i i just think that it's so unique right yeah um Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it is it is world famous, but it's interesting because people usually only associate carnival with the carnival parades, right? Oh yeah. The ones that take place in Rio and Sao Paulo. And they don't seem to know what carnival is actually about. Of course, it's also about the parades, they're beautiful, right? Uh, but you know, true carnival, carnival that you know, 99% of Brazilian population experiences, you know partying on the streets nonstop yeah. for four days you know <laughs> and uh just uh, just being like judgment free <laughs> just <judgment-free. laughs> you do whatever yeah. you want what happens in carnival stays in carnival and it's just so much fun man like such you know so such good music uh, everyone's happy all the time of course you get wasted but it's just such a such an amazing atmosphere i'm pretty sure i'm still tired from carnival in february today is may 24th i'm still tired from carnival in february <laughs> but it was worth it it was so fun uh I, yeah i didn't sleep for a week but and i had to work but i made it <laughs> yeah i usually my podcasts are 30 minutes long to be completely honest wow. it's i think it's we're hitting the hour this has been wow. an incredible episode uh you know like i said the Brazil experience for me was an accident. It was never supposed to happen, but it did. And it's been an incredible blessing. And Mateus was one of my first friends that I ever made in, in Brazil. And so he's just followed me on Instagram. He's kind of followed my journey throughout. He's seen this transformation from me being just this regular gringo lost in Brazil to eventually the most <laughs> Brazilian gringo. <laughs> Sorry if that was cringeworthy, but uh, yeah, no, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Mateus. Uh, I really appreciate it. I, I love how um, you can bring that perspective from a Brazilian who also travels around uh, the world. And for you to 
be on this podcast today to show your <clears throat> appreciation as well as your point of views. Uh, I really appreciate that. Hey, thanks for having me uh, for having me on, Will. Uh, it's been, it's really been a pleasure. Uh, you know how passionate I am about the subject of Brazil. So yeah, really appreciate the the opportunity to be here with you talking about it. No problem, man. Well, thanks again, and I hope you have a great rest of your time in Costa Rica. Thank you. All right. Bye bye.